This is a Career Channel program from UC San Diego Extension. Visit us at uctv.tv slash careers for videos, employment news, and trend articles to help recent college graduates and those in career transition bridge to better employment. Welcome to our session today with Dan Negroni, the, the founder of Launchbox and the author of, which what we're going to be talking about, is Chasing Relevance. And Dan, the first thing I want to ask you, if you can see on the cover, scratched out is six steps to understand, engage, and maximize. And then scratched out is millennials, and it says next generation leaders in the workforce. Yeah. What was the thought behind that? Yeah, like super, super intentional, so good pickup. Um, most people think that the answer to that question is, I wanted to sell books forever, and so when Gen Z comes along, <laughs> that we crossed out millennials because of that. Um, and then people say, well, the label for millennials is such a bucketed, horrible, negative stereotype that that's the reason we crossed it out. But the true reason we crossed it out is that we believe in order for the workplace to really create results, that each side of the equation, the young people, the millennials and the Gen Zs or digital natives and the old people like us, right, the managers. We don't have to admit that boomers, on video, exactly. okay? Well, we can admit it. Um, we both need to become next generation leaders, which is to be a little bit more cued in to what your audience wants from you and being able to bridge the gap between these really diverse ways of growing up because of what? What do you think is the biggest difference now that um, has happened in the world that's different? Because generations yeah. have always had a problem getting along, but why is it so compounded now? I would think my answer would be one generation went through the recession and this one did not, and the use of technology. Technology is yeah. the, the big, big answer is the world is different. The way we serve up information, the way we control information, the way information serves us today. And in our personal lives, it's like super easy, right? In order to get a date, like we used to have to go to a bar and have game and actually pretend to like be cool. And hit on women. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. They just swipe right. And so everything happens so differently now from that to getting something delivered to, you know, Uber to every single thing. So the world is like completely different, yeah. which makes our generation seem uncomfortable because all these changes that are going on in the use of technology and how fast knowledge with Facebook and, and Google how knowledge is available and background and LinkedIn. I can learn anything about anybody yeah. pretty much. I think our generation is they're not used to the, the, the rapidity or the pace at which things change. Yeah. So. You scratched out millennials yeah. because of the negative. Do they deserve a negative or not? I don't think so. I mean, we've trained about 10,000 of them in the workplace and in our workshops uh, to understand themselves so they can bring their best to work and crush it, as they would use. Um, and I don't think so. 95% um, of them are amazing. Um, they just have a difficult time articulating their value and really understanding the rules of the game. And most of us sit back and say, well, I did it this way. Um, you should have to do it hard, right? I walk two miles in the snow, uphill, twice a day to the bus without shoes, and so should you. And, <laughs> and we, it was really a half right. a block, exactly. and Dad dropped us off. But the story right. was better with, with miles with, of walking With shoes snow. and all yeah. those things, yeah. So, yeah. So, Do you recall in a panel discussion that you were putting on? I, I totally uh, recall. Yeah. <laughs> it's, one, it's one of my finest memories. But, yeah. I don't know if I call it finest, but in the discussion, yeah. um, it was... The perception was, poor pitiful me, I'm not understood as a millennial. Right. And as an employer of thousands of right. people, I said, look, I, I go by the golden rule. Yeah. 
I have the gold, which is called a salary. Right. Therefore, I make the rules. Right. And that started a lot of conversation, oh, would, which I hoped it uh, would. Bombastic might have been a good <laughs> yeah. word. Under, but that's why it's one of my finest yeah. memories, because th- there's always someone that brings up that. And um, look, I want to evolve to what I call the platinum rule. Do you know what the platinum rule is? Oh, that's more expensive than the gold. No, what is yeah. that? So the, the true golden rule, as we know, is treat others as you want to be treated. Right. The platinum rule is treat others the way they want to be treated. And I think we do a really poor job of being able to um, really understand who's our audience and how we take care of them. And if each side understood the others, the other's perspective of how different it is and how we need to come together and what they need to do to serve that side, we would win. And that is the key to success is understanding the platinum rule. The businesses that get it win, um, the products that get it win, we we aim to meet people where they are and treat them the way they want to be treated. Okay, so you're talking to a huge employer, right? And you've got a room full of millennials, and they're hearing they should treat me the way I want to be treated, and on the Uh other side of the desk that's making the hiring decision is using the golden rule. These are our rules. If you want them, Take, accept the job. If you don't, then there's the exit right. door, right? Mm-hmm. What do you say to the millennials that are going to be facing people with the golden rule and they want well, to hear the platinum rule? I say rule? to both sides, they need to use the platinum rule, okay. which makes sense. Maybe there's a third rule, right? right? The, the, the platinum rule is, hey, you, you have to treat others the way they want to be treated. And so the, the people on our side of the table that says, I got the gold, I make the salary, that doesn't work. If you want to play that card, you're not going to attract millennials. You're not going to have a culture. You're not going to be the place people want to work at, and you're not going to be the place people want to buy from. If you understand who your audience is, and your audience is to create a succession plan of great um, employees, then you treat them with that respect. But you also need to demand that they treat you with the same respect and understand it, which is they need to learn to articulate their value, understand it's not about them. It is about the workplace. And how do we figure out how to do that together? And there may be some structure that they don't agree with, but they have to meet the middle. Oh, you know, like some structure. Of course, there's structure. And the the truth is millennials really actually um, do well with structure. But they want to have a voice. They want to have an opinion. They've been told their whole life. They have a great, you know, ask any question you want to ask. Um, do any, you can be anything you want to be. You can be the queen, the king, right? You can be Kim Kardashian. You can make a billion dollars out of not being famous for being famous. You can be Mark Zuckerberg. You can do anything you want to do. And then they get to the workplace and, you know, it might not be true. There's there's constraints. There are rules. There are other people's rules to follow. Um, I think it's super easy to train them to understand it and, and figure out how to do it. And is, we, that's what we do. Is a difficult employers, is that a more difficult to make them aware of changes they need to make if they want to attract this talent? Because I agree with you, they need that yeah. talent to grow. Sure. And, and this is what is out there right now. Yeah. And so they got to modify. Is that the hardest part to get them to, to change get by. and so meet halfway? The, the, the hardest part, as you said, you just dialed in on it, is mindset. It's mindset from both sides. We both need to do something to meet in the middle to create some result. The way you cure mindset with an employer is, if you follow these rules, I can teach you how to make more money. <laughs> <laughs> For you and me. For you and me and everyone that comes to you. And we can, we can all do this together if you follow the rules. And so once you can get the mindset to understand that they're not bad, they're just different. And different doesn't mean bad. It actually could mean great because your millennials are the best ones to understand your millennial customers. And while 50% of the workplace today is millennials growing to 75% in the next nine years, 
On the customer side, they control $660 billion worth of spend. So the secret to being able to understand your millennial customer is to being able to understand your millennial employee because they're the same person. Right. They're going to be and selling so, to their peers. Right. And so if you can connect it and you can really figure it out and create this great brand both on the employee side and on the consumer side, you win. And that's what we need to do. And not everyone gets it. Not everyone's willing to do that. What large hundred-year-old companies are adjusting well to this and yeah. have made this decision to meet at least halfway, um, and which ones are not? So um, we work with a lot of service providers, big consulting consultant uh, companies, and, and they are having a hard time moving, but they understand their need to move because they're getting creamed because people want to go to the new high-tech you know, box, Google, Salesforce, all these great mm-hmm. hip companies that um, offer services, and like Google offers free food and transportation. They don't offer it because millennials demand it. They offer it because they understand the number one to get way to get people to stay at work is to give them food, and the number one way to create team environments is that people eat together, right? They've done the Cornell sure. Firehouse study, which shows the most effective firehouses are ones that eat together. So they've been easy to adopt these, these more progressive things. Um, some of the other larger firms... Um, they're figuring it out, but it takes some time. And it really starts at the top. So it starts with the CEO saying, oh, maybe I want a millennial on my advisory board. Maybe I can learn something from them. Maybe there is something. And when you look at Gen Z coming behind them, um, the opportunity for business is just tremendous. And even at law firms, the 37-year-olds actually decide what lawyer to to use and to buy. Imagine yeah. that. That's a millennial. And that they're comfortable working with. And Right, exactly. Right. And so they're making purchase decisions now. Yeah. Let's talk about Generation Z and quickly yeah. for our viewers. Millennials came of age when the economy was booming and mom and dad were taking second and third mortgages because the price of their real estate was going up and everything was wonderful in life and they were very empowered. Sure. You can have anything you want. The sure. world is wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. Then the recession of... 2008, 9, 10, 11, depending on when your industry right. came sure. out of it, right? Yeah. Generation Z grew up in the recession. Right. Mom and dad lost their job. They lost their house. They, they had to cut their living style, right? M- move back home. Yeah. So the Zs are now coming up, and we find that they're much more structured. They're much more serious. They saw the bad side of the economy. So how is that wave hitting the millennials who are now coming into... Look. You the know, workforce. I, I would say yes is true. I mean, I would say that the big reason Gen Z is better is because we got better at parenting. We realized that we had gone too far in um, giving trophies and not telling the For truth and not being authentic, right? Um, and not really being real deal honest with people and not communicating and, and just propping everyone up without. Um, really telling the truth and being able to communicate. And Gen Z parents have kind of dialed back and said, that doesn't work, right? It creates people that are... I tried that. Right, Remember, I lost my job. Your mom lost her job. You're right. And so I, I, the economy had something to do with it. I also think technology is so new that we're starting to understand the implications of what technology is and the good of it and trying to dial it in, the whole fake news thing, the whole thing when you get on Google and you buy a pair of shoes, you're now bombarded with shoes for the rest, for the rest you know, of your life, right, I for, think, for the, yeah. rest, for the rest of the month, for sure, um, maybe for the rest of your life, but certainly that one shoe that you, you bought one time. And so we're just trying to, we're figuring it out. And I think Gen Z um, is 
kind of in the backswing of that cycle. And, and if you look at generations over time, there usually is a generation like the millennial. There's a great book on it yeah. called The Generations. And then we kind of swing back to the the pendulum a little bit. But this generational issue has been around forever. And it's, it's, it's real in the workplace. You have older people now interviewing with younger people. Mm-hmm. You have them working for younger people. You have, and so all those issues are just so compounded. But the solution is simple. Do you know yeah. what it is? Yeah. Communication. And understanding where the other person's yeah, coming from. Pl- I mean, really, once, once yeah. you sort of let go of it my way or the highway, it's sort of like, okay, take a breath. This can work. Right. And, and not every old person is not technically savvy. They may not be the best, but they're, you know, I actually can do a few things, a few not yeah, all. I can't. So, right. But I have a lot of millennials around me. There we go. Yeah. In fact, this is the first generation we see where grandparents are competing with grandkids yeah. for the same job. You know, five generations. Because one is an entry level and one is sure. a wind down career. Yeah. And so grandma and grandpa are competing with their grandchildren for the for a lot of the same service oriented. Yeah. Five generations jobs. in the workplace. I think that's true. So your next book, this was about millennials entering the workplace uh-huh. and adjusting and uh-huh. making reasonable accommodations on both sides to, to make it work. Your next book has to be Z Generation coming, which is now in late high school, early college, yeah. but will be in the workforce very soon. What, what are you going to tell millennials who are now hiring Z Generation? So I don't think we're going to do a, a Gen Z book. And I think um, we, we, we lump them all as digital natives. I think we're going to do more books about what the solution is. I think everyone does such a good job of complaining about the, the issue of the polarization in the workplace of the ages, and everyone does a really poor job of being able to bring them together. And I think our solutions in the book and our solutions in the workplace are, how do you figure out um, what's inside, the value inside? Uh, because people will say millennials or Gen Z, they don't understand themselves or they don't know what they want. And that's a crock. They actually do know what they want, actually much better than we did because of technology and the information. And so the question is giving them the tools to teach how to articulate that to the world and then apply it in a way that's not about them. And so um, I think our next book's going to be really focused on more of the solutions, which is how do you teach that to younger people? How do you teach it to people that come to your workplace? Because we do a really poor job in college and in high school of teaching how to tell your story, how to connect, how to build relationships through asking questions. Actually, very similar to, do you remember, you remember the, the day you told me about the golden rule, which is in the book, by the way. I don't know <laughs> if you saw it, but you said a uh, comment about uh, seeing millennials in the workplace and having, or in the gym and having their headphones in, and you were taught to build relationships. And that the number one thing that you've learned through life and your career was building relationships. Do you remember yep. saying that? Okay. And it's true. The most important thing we can do is build relationships. And we do a really poor job of teaching that in schools. And so that really is the solution that I'm talking to, which the pendulum needs to swing back is, how do I understand myself, first my relationship with myself and articulate that value? And then how do I build relationships? Um, because we're not being taught it in college, high school, graduate school. And we're not being taught it in the workplace because we believe everyone should know it. So a whole learning thing is going to swing back to soft skills being important because technology and robots will happen. And so the big key differentiator must be in your business are soft skills and relationship building skills. And so that's what book two will be about. Well, and the public need to understand that approximately 80% of jobs are found through networking. Yeah. Someone who knows somebody who knows somebody. Submitting your resume, even the most perfect resume in the world, into a database with four million other names and getting a call and saying, come in for an interview, you're hired, is so rare 
It's somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody is how you're going to do your job. So, I mean, that's my point about take the headphones off. Say hello to people in the grocery yeah. store. Start up conversation. You and, never know where so, it's going to lead. And so the problem is we're just not teaching people how to do that. Unless you have a parent. You asked about Zach <laughs> that when we were off uh-huh. camera, my son. Um, and I've spent, since he's two years old, teaching him about relationships in the workplace, which is why he's the, the number one salesperson at his company, or number one or two, three years in a row, which is because... Proud father just well, had to drop that into dude, I drop it in because... You know, Congratulations, said, Zach, wherever right, you are. Dad, your stuff works. <laughs> um, and you're right, the stuff works, which is yeah. we got to teach people how to communicate when you go to a job. So you got to understand from not only how to get the job by networking and connecting. But once you get in there, how are you going to make a connection with the person across the table from you? How much time should you be speaking in the interview? How many questions, how much homework should you do before you get there? How do you articulate your value in a way that meets the employers? How confident should you come across? Because often it's cocky. And you just mean to be confident. Yeah, or how, how do you serve the person in front of you? And if you want to understand that, can you just ask them that question? Like, hey, Phil, I see you have this job for me, and I, I just want to know, if I was to come take that job, what would you believe success looks like? Like, what would I have to do to serve you and make you successful and be successful in the job? And can you explain that to me, and how could I do that for you? And why did the person before me fail? Why aren't they yeah, here anymore? Yeah, all right? great questions like that. And so, Our next program needs to be soft skills because I'm such a believer in we hire for attitude and we teach skills. Absolutely. Right? I'll teach you how to do the job if you've got the right, the right positive. That's got to be our, our next one. And it starts with handshakes. Handshakes 101 so is funny a joke, you should say that. So when I, yeah, when I right. do the handshake with someone, the, the guys who are filming us right now will realize it lasts a second longer. It's super firm, and it kind of it doesn't do the Trump pull you in, but it does the I'm here and I care about you. And? And, yeah, and so when we go around to high schools and we go around to colleges, the first thing I do with the audience, if it's less than 100, I could remember 100 names, is I shake every person's hand in a way, and we talk, and then I remember their names, and I go around and do the hundred people and say, why was it I so important? Like you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but why Good is, for you. Why That's is a great it so important? Well, especially yeah. when you do keynotes, it's yeah. a great talent to have, but it, it just demonstrates that you mean something to me and I want, I want to help you. I want to do something for you. And um, we just, we lose all that. Yeah. We don't get it. And so you come into a meeting and you're meek and you're not shaking a hand and Standing you're shy and you're all waiting for someone to ask you direct questions and you're just not being you. Like you said, yeah. just be you and be positive and you're, you assume they have the technical skills, right? You're going to do yeah. reference checks, but you yeah. want to know there's a person inside that you can work with every day that has yeah. good values and ethics. And so I tell people in the interview, you, you've got the skills you've got in front of me. I just want to see if you're a person I want to have lunch with once a week. And if it's not, you're not going to get the job. Yeah, well, because more importantly, what you're gauging for is, do my clients want to have lunch with them? Are my clients going to feel comfortable calling them? Are they going to be able to take care of my clients? And so the most important person in the world is not the customer. I mean, Warren Buffett and then Jamie Dimon from um, J.P. Morgan, they'll all tell you, Howard Schultz from Starbucks, they'll tell you the most important person is the employee because they take care of the customer. Mm -hmm. And so we got to make sure that they're great. So it starts with hiring, right? You know that. No, it does. Right? You're in the it business does. of that. Dan, it's been a pleasure. The, the name of the book is Chasing Relevance. Great book about if you've got, if you've got millennials or, or Z generations or if you're hiring into this uh, hiring pool, you should read the book because it'll tell you how to meet them halfway without feeling like you're caving or they'll feel like they're compromising too much. And that's really the 
the key to, to success. Dan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Have a good afternoon. Thank you.